Hello and welcome to another episode of North Country Sunday Revival Podcast Hour. We're coming to you this time with the energy of the building Taurus Full Moon. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, needless to say, it's kind of a slow energy moon. That's all I got, guys. twist here. We are on the road today. We're recording on our phones. Um, we are driving up to Calumet, Michigan. Um, once once upon a time, uh, this was almost going to be the capital of the state. Yeah, uh, bustling, right? A bustling little metropolis back in the day, and now it's definitely not that. Um, but, you know, a beautiful community nonetheless. Um, we're heading to a... A, an abandoned, I suppose, cemetery. Yeah, like a really, just a very old, maybe the oldest in all of the UP. Didn't we read I, that? I don't know. Yeah, I'm, maybe but, not. Yeah. <laughs> it's old as shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking old, guys. That's all that matters, right? <laughs> um, we're, we're heading up there to gather a bit of graveyard dirt, as one will do on a just Sunday. Just a normal Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, um, no need to ask questions why, none of your business. No, um, <laughs> we are heading up to gather dirt for our upcoming um, Sunday Revival Circle. It is our one-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, baby. Happy anniversary. <laughs> and um, this is for ceremony at the next, at the next circle. Um, so coming at you live on the road. NCSR podcast talking about Taurus full moon. So in just a moment, we're going to hit you up with the astrology. All right. So we're going to dig into the current astrology, um, kind of brewing around this Taurus full moon. Um, and as we all know, we've kind of been steeped in Scorpio vibes. Yes, those deep, deep, dark waters. Beautiful. Um, Scary. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, so fucking necessary. Yes. Um, always, always, always um, a, a tricky, tricky energy to navigate. But if you really kind of just, just give in and, and learn and be willing to learn, um, it's, it's really so beneficial. Um, so right now we've got... Sun in Scorpio, Mercury in Scorpio, Scorpio retrograde, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, moon, um, as we're recording, is in Aries, but will be full in Taurus on Tuesday the 12th. Um, we've got Venus in Sag. Yeah. We've got Mars in Libra. So compared compared to everything, pretty much almost everything being in Scorpio, yeah. we've got a bit of a, like a, a lightning, a lightening of, not lightning, like bolts of lightning, <laughs> but a lightening of the atmosphere here, um, which is kind of what this full moon energy is bringing to us. It's kind of this opportunity to step out, step away from the intensity and sort of sort through some of it. This Taurus full moon is really chill yeah and I think I'm I don't know about you but I'm welcoming that chill yeah I'm it's welcome in my home yes I'm <laughs> I'm ready for it I'm fucking ready for it um 
so some of the other little aspects we've got going on here. Um, we have the moon trine Saturn. We have the moon sextile Neptune. We have the moon, or we have Mars sextile Jupiter. So trines and sext- sextiles, right? These are these are terms you don't hear on the everyday. Yep. Um, trine are um, it's planets in synchronicity working towards the same goal and outcome. So this is really sort of a beneficial aspect that we've got going on. We've got um, two different sextiles going on, and we'll get more into detail with those in a moment. Um, and then uh, the the sextiles are positive, harmonious, uh, about a 60-degree relationship. It opens up pathways for growth and ease. So um, with the full moon trying Saturn, um, normally Saturn we kind of think of as like a, a boner killer. <laughs> for sure. You know, like um, it's very much order and regulation and dur- 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 dur, structure, structure, structure. But like with a beneficial um, alignment with the moon, like the moon and Saturn are, are vibing together towards the same goal, which is like, um, patience, relying on your instinct and your intuition and common sense, which like coming out of Scorpio season, you know, like sometimes Scorpio can get a little lost and out of touch. A little little rational sometimes. Maybe. Yeah, we'll call it that sometimes. Sometimes. We love you, Scorp, but sometimes you look crazy, baby. (laughs) Um, And so then we have a sextile to Neptune. And again, another another positive, harmonious aspect. Um, And Neptune is always going to deal with intuition and sensitivity. It's like the watery... The watery sort of ethers is what I think of as Neptune is like fog. We're yes. not getting necessary, necessarily um, the clarity of pragmatic thought, right? Like that sort of is yeah. aligned with more Saturn stuff. Neptune is like feeling into the fog, relying on your Intuition. senses. Yeah, relying on your senses to sort of help you navigate and that, that, that knowledge from within. Um, and then we have... Mars sextiling Jupiter. So these are, again, Mars is like this planet of action. Jupiter is a planet of expansion. Um, And when they come together in a sextile, like, hot, hot, hot. It's a sexy-ass time with that sextile. Right. Yes. (laughs) Sex is in the name, bitches. (laughs) Um, We've got strength and courage and good fortune coming with this energy. Um, And so... Let's look for a moment back at that Taurus full moon. Um, Taurus energy really just sort of like it's an it's an Earth energy, but it is ruled it is ruled by Venus. Um, so it's sexy, earthy, it's grounded, very sensual, very very in the sensual. Body. Yes, absolutely, like of the material plane, yes. um, and it's sort of asking us to sit, to slow down to listen to our senses and our bodies and the natural world. Um, This is a good balance, right? These are opposite energies, Taurus and Scorpio, sun and moon. This is a good time to sort of find some equilibrium between intensity and, and slowing down and, and interpreting. Yeah, it's almost like taking taking a breather. I mean, being in Scorpio season, so you've got that 
that natural investigative energy going on. But then we're also in the middle of a retrograde. So that's a really big time for reflection, review, and it can at, like amp up our, our need or desire to process. But this moon is asking us to just drop into our body, um, drop into being slower, you know, just like literally be still, be still. It's a, it's a lovely thing, right? To slow it's down. It's needed. It's, it's needed. Absolutely. Especially with, as you just brought up, Mercury retrograde. Mm. So as we all know, like the oft maligned <laughs> Scorpio or not Scorpio, Mercury in retrograde. Like everybody uh, is always like, oh God, blame it on the retrograde, you know, but really it's just like this time to review you know, um, and, and the real, the haywire technology expect mishap sort of stuff is really the stuff that like catches up us off guard. And I think it's just the thing with retrogrades. Yeah. You can have points of frustration, but those points of frustration are just an area where then you just need to check yourself. Right. Why right. are we in such a hurry? Is it really that big of an inconvenience? And if, even if it is, what is it saying about us when we're having severe reactions to it? Amen. You know? So right. Like, so that Taurus woman is like, slow the fuck up. Calm yeah. your ass. Yes. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. So just know that, like, the way that you are um, communicating and or understanding others' communications can be a little bit tricky. And to bring in that, that Taurus patience... Um, that, that energy of like, slow down, sit with things, understand any friction or tension may be on your part and may have more to do with your, your patterns, your habits and communication. I think, I think noticing where, I think an important part of this is noticing where we are casting judgment versus discernment because there's a there's a big difference love that um and 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 the areas where we are being too judgmental whether it's towards other people or towards ourselves because that definitely is i think something that you can also relate to a heightened um heightened sense of that during a retrograde mm -hmm. totally. um is that judgment that judgment harsher judgment coming in mm -hmm. so just noticing where where am I using judgment that might be too harsh or unnecessary versus diving into just being coming from a more neutral discerning place yes 100% well said baby um I think uh is that what we got That's you got anything else you got anything else on the astro weather I don't think so. No, I think just that's it. just uh, let's let's just all come uh, come at this with like that sensual Taurus, like oh, yeah. take a breath, like take a breath, put your feet up. Y'all been working hard. Enjoy this full moon. Yes. So we've got our card pull for the the Taurus full moon. Um, I'm, like usual, working with Star Child Tarot deck and then the Threads of Fate. I promise one guy, you know, one day I will use other decks, but for now I'm obsessed with these, so we're gonna just move it along. Um, the Tarot card that I pulled was Nine of Cups. So Nine of Cups energy 
is it's honestly it's very Taurian it's very very Taurus energy we're feeling deeply there's a deep sense of emotional fulfillment um, even like spiritual fulfillment Um, and if you're not feeling that type of fulfillment that's okay but what this moon is asking you to do is to pause and see where you can reach in and potentially tap into hey um, what does feel good what have I accomplished and I can sit down and go I've come a long way in this area I think in um, retrogrades like we were kind of talking about before there's a lot of that reflection review type of energy but also many times we don't actually participate in that reflection or review and no. that can be what makes a retrograde so freaking frustrating yes. is not participating in that and expecting yourself to just continue to go 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 I want to move I want to be fast I want to be productive and that's just the culture that we live in and unfortunately um I think it, that does a lot of damage so taking this full moon time out with that this Taurus energy feeling into areas that do feel good and allowing ourselves to go to that space absolutely uh so yeah that's nine of cups energy um we got we also for the oracle card we got the creator so when i when i pull this card normally i'm i'm thinking okay physical 3d manifestations what are we putting out into the world? What seed of inspiration can we nurture into actually becoming a physical reality? Uh, but again, what we've been talking about is actually taking a pause from that and and breathing and settling. Yes, that deep breath. That, <laughs> I, I feel like that's the, the mascot for this full moon is yeah. just a really deep breath. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. So with this creator energy what I think is more important here is allowing a gestation phase love that word sitting with any seeds that you might have Mm -hmm. uh, nurturing them and how do we nurture we slow the fuck up (laughs) we slow down and we listen to our body and we listen to our heart and what it's calling for I think especially with our current society with the, the advent of social media and everything being posted all the time and this constant I need to be producing 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 to really be living or some sort of there's this that air of that right Mm -hmm. we have to have respect for the process yes and I just want to say like like in a cutthroat capitalist society rest is fucking revolutionary boom step back my baby step back don't worry about what this like process for you is gonna if it's fucking Instagram worthy if it's like if it's gonna make a nice story like and I say story in quotes like an Instagram story like (laughs) do not publicize I think the thing that came out of that um, the creator card that really spoke to me was like keeping your magic keeping you whatever you are working on whatever you are trying to manifest or bring into your life private yes keep it close to the chest keep it close close to the chest chest and like respect your own alchemy and like respect your own process you don't need anybody else's approval or opinions 
And you sure as shit don't need to be comparing Amen. your process uh. or your idea or your anything to yes. anybody else or what they're doing. That's their hustle. Everybody, like, we all got to stay in our own lane, especially with this energy. It's so important to just have respect for yourself, for your ideas, for your desires. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Keep it close to the chest. Absolutely. fucking and just a little side note, we are um, making our way up the Keweenaw Peninsula right now, and we are currently shoulder-to-shoulder uh, shoulder with Great Mama Superior. Yeah. And uh, she's a choppy little bitch today. <laughs> she's a very... She's a winter lake today. Oh, That's man. Beautiful. We could do a whole fucking episode about the energy of this lake. We, and the medicine... The medicine... The medicine inherent... Um, yeah, so mama, just mama knows that I think that's interesting that we're talking about this right now because it you, y'all we're with the Great Lakes, right? So we're in in Michigan, and if you're listening to this, you're probably definitely in Michigan. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but each lake has a different energy, and Mama Superior has that sort of keep it close to your chest. She knows when to show up and what I mean, her her power is always felt. Yeah. But there is that level of secrecy to her, I think. Oh, she never that gives death. up her dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just to quote like the longest song ever, Gordon Lightfoot, thanks for uh, yeah. the Gales of November and all that shit. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean like Bitch is too cold. Mm-hmm. Bitch is too cold. She's wise. Mm-hmm. She's got crone energy. Oh, she's very Capricorn to me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. So, well, anyway, um, are, we, are we done with this part? Yeah. We can be done with this <laughs> we part. We can be done with this part. That was the Oracle chat, yo. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you in a minute about some very interesting uh, witchery. Yeah. So, uh, Stay on the edges of your seat, babies. Okay, so this next little tidbit, um, like this episode, we don't necessarily have a question from our community, um, but rather like this this topic choice was born of a, a conversation I had with a very dear friend of mine um, um, because Mag's here, sweet Maggie Magpie here, um, is a green witch in my, like, I mean, she's a witch in all ways, but like, Megs is a in you know by day during the nine to five uh, grind. She is a floral designer yeah. and one of the most fucking talented human beings. You will like, mm-hmm. you know. Hell? I'm yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna toot your horn <laughs> um, because she really her work is fucking incredible. And if you if you haven't checked it out, just do it, you dummy. Um, but what I really wanted to like pull out of Megs here with some some chat some information on green witchcraft which is sort of um really you know the the long history of women um gaining knowledge um and medicine from the earth um herbology is like the history is epic and universal truly um and so with this being a Taurus full moon and Taurus just being this like of the earth energy um, and very much like very good. Tauruses are super good usually like 
not to generalize too much, but usually have like, like a green thumb are very connected to plants. Um, and so like to honor the energy of this Taurus full moon, I wanted Mags to just, just vibe out on some plants, some green witchcraft. So what you got, Maggie? All right. So first I just want to touch on kind of like what a green witch is and because there's there's plenty of of labels or different types of witchcraft or or what have you um in the community so a green witch is essentially a a person who practices witchcraft obviously but um they really are in tune with the resources of the earth and it's very elemental magic so bringing in whether it's flowers or herbs or different barks or things like that essences um working with water working with fire working with air it's very elemental magic but definitely strong connection to the to to plants um and i think a lot of people might also associate green witchcraft modern day into also kitchen witchery mm. so bringing um a lot of magic into when you're when you're cooking essentially or or making uh teas things like that but this is really rooted in understanding the inherent symbiosis of like our human connection knowing there's no difference or separation for, we are made of the earth we are this is our home we are one with everything. How do we take the knowledge and the wisdom of the earth and incorporate it into our lives in the most respectful way? Uh, so, yeah. Um, yes. So I, I have a lot of green witchcraft books. Uh, and I recently got one last year at Snowbound Books. Shout out to Snowbound. Shout out to Snowbound. What, like, the cutest freaking bookstore that's ever existed on planet Earth. Yes. I'm biased, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, There's a, a, I got a book there called, I think it's called, like, The Illustrated Herbiary. I think I'm saying that word right. Okay. Um, And it comes with a little card deck, you know, little oracle deck uh, with all these different herbs and flowers and plants. So I pulled one for this tortoise full moon and we got yarrow. And uh, yarrow is such... Yarrow is actually... I bring that back to one of the first times that I ever meditated. Yarrow... And I didn't know what yarrow was at the time. This was years and years and years ago. Um, But it came to me in a meditation, a visual of it. And the flower came to me and it, it, it... In the vision it went on to a wound. And I had no idea what it was or what was going on, but the message just came in like yarrow, wound healing. And so I Googled it after I was done meditating and it turns out <laughs> that is exactly what it has been used for, for a, like thousands of years. Oh, that's um, so cool. Yeah. It has an association with Achilles and also with the goddess Aphrodite, um, one of the things that they talked about in this book, the herbiary book, was just that yarrow is a very protective herb, and it's also something that you can uh, use to create space, personal safe space for yourself to be able to hold boundaries. Um, One of the lines in the book was like, you just have to learn one magic word when you're using yarrow, 
And it's no. Love it. And, you know, over the trending boundary talk within the spiritual community, no is a full sentence. Yes. And with this full moon, maybe we need to draw some boundaries around personal space and, and creating that for ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. And you can use yarrow in spell work in that way i think one of the best uses that i'm gonna say for yarrow in this for this full moon was to is to like make a dream pillow yarrow can be used for divination or prophetic dreams so if you're trying to tap into something intuitively or you want to ask your guides for some guidance uh make a little dream pillow get a little muslin bag or something uh get yourself some some dried yarrow if you have access to that um and put it in there. I would also say maybe some mugwort if you can get your hands on that. Um, and yeah, when you go to bed, set an intention to have a deeper understanding of something. Or sometimes I literally just ask my guides like, hey, what is something that I, I need to know or become aware of right now? In like consciously aware of. Like I want to pull something from my subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I can't think of a time that it hasn't worked. I wake up and I've got something from them. Yeah. So quick question for you. Um, If folks want to get their paws on these plants, what's um, sort of the most sustainable, respectful way that folks can, can do that? Definitely. Um, So yarrow is native to, to North America and other parts of the world, but you can, definitely wild harvest it in the up so if you and be just obviously be conscientious of where you're wild harvesting from like there's protected areas and protected bogs where i've seen yarrow growing and obviously you don't you don't disturb those things but you can absolutely also get seeds of your own grow it in your own garden Um, again it's a protective herb if i had a garden then I would absolutely have yarrow growing in it. It right. is it is considered a witch's herb, and there, not every herb is considered a witch's herb, mm-hmm. um, but yarrow, rosemary, mugwort definitely are. They're kind of like think of all-purpose flower, mm-hmm. like an all-purpose herb. Yeah. An yeah. All, yeah. So um, <laughs> keep it in abundance. Yes, yes. and then um, an online resource. I really like Mountain Rose Herbs. Okay. If you if you feel like you don't you know obviously you it's winter yeah, and it's you winter. if you can't mm-hmm. do that then and yeah they're good they have sustainable yes. practices they're, yep they're chill most okay. of the things that they have too are organic so awesome yes cool all right yeah. um anything else you want to add about green wishcraft Megs? um oh okay yes one last thing so green witches used to be called or still are still called. Uh, a hedge witch and what that means is they would kind of live back in the day they would live on the fringe of of society so they would be immersed in nature or or be in the woods Uh, and what their job was is to basically bring in the deeper more like spiritual properties of herbal wisdom because yes our society is really good at understanding the medicinal uses of these things. Right. So how, yes, it can dre- like dress, be in like wound dressing and things like that. But what is, what are the, um, magical uses of it? So whether it's protection or, um, dream work, dream work promoting fidelity, things like that. There's the other side 
which would be considered more of like the feminine lines of knowledge Mm -hmm. that we like to discuss yes that have been oppressed or um vilified vilified yeah or just thought to be not real yes so what the hedge witch does is they take the unseen and they bring it to your table and introduce it to you Right. Oh, yes. You little hedge witch. <laughs> All right. And then next up, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, God, that, you know, the, uh, the phrase self care. Yeah. Uh, get a little barf bag ready. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> such a good question to ask yourself so technically we're recording now we can always edit this out um hi guys hi we're on the road on the road to historic calumet michigan um and with this uh this taurus full moon energy um and taurus often being sort of generalized as this like self-care diva energy right the self-care diva of the zodiac is like taurus is always super happy to just like stay home in sweatpants and like you know, just fucking chill. Face um, mask. Face mask, all those, all those like, you know, commodified <laughs> elements of taking care of oneself. And when, when we say commodified elements, like, I don't want to, sometimes that's exactly what your fucking, your care, your time out, like, needs to be. Like, maybe you do just want to do a fucking face mask and watch Netflix in your sweatpants and do it. Like, we're not harping on that, but we're just, we want you to discern with your own brain um, exactly what you need and when and to remember that you don't necessarily need to purchase anything okay so like there's that whole um, that whole faction of self-care that's like you know it's a it's a buy uh, a way to buy your own fucking sense of peace which is like real real fucked up in my in yeah. my perspective um and of course sometimes right you might need to purchase something i'm not saying you can't buy things ever that's not right, where we are it's, with it it's like self-care isn't isn't buying so many freaking crystals that you're in debt <laughs> that's that's the opposite of fucking self-care well it's the same thing as like buying a giant fucking house and thinking that that's going to bring you some sense of security right right Ain't, ain't in the shit, babies. It's in the brain. We have brain. everything we need. Yes. Just in, just as ourselves. We got, we got everything we need. Which is totally something that the both of us remind each other of, sort of. Yeah. On, on the daily, right? Um, so we wanted to sort of drop in and, and chat with you guys about, like, the obstacles that we confront when it comes to participating in our own self-care rituals, our own timeout rituals, our own solitude and introspection. Um, and I think one of the obstacles that I come up against a lot is disassociation. And we were talking about this a lot because I sort of, um, because of the work that, that I do as a massage therapist, my hands are on people all the time. I am constantly in other people's energy, 
in their in their field right and sometimes other other body workers other energy workers will be like nodding their heads and snapping their fingers to this because sometimes you pick shit up that's not yours um and you know i mean if you're if if you're um, an intuitive human, you understand this at all. You don't necessarily need to be a body worker, an energy worker. Yeah. You sort of, you, you recognize the fact that sometimes you pick shit up and you forget to put it down. And if you have a lot of exposure to humans in general, I mean, you could be in retail. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it's just like right. you're getting repetitive exposure Bombarded. to different energies all, all day long, then yeah, you're going to pick up stuff that's not yours. Right. And so I have, I personally have this tendency like to just completely shut down um at the end of my day and like just zone out right whatever that may be like if I'm Netflixing hard <laughs> if I'm maybe Netflixing hard on some old school Sabrina the Teenage Witch with Salem the Cat who is my fucking favorite <laughs> and now I've told you too much um, but you know what I mean like I'm not sitting with my feelings necessarily I'm not feeling a fucking thing I'm not processing through anything I am leaving my brain yeah and sometimes like we talked about this before like sometimes that's exactly what you need Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it goes too far sometimes it's an act of avoidance yeah escapism escapism and so like for me it's really important to be conscious of that line and when I feel like I've gone too far into the realm of disassociation or avoidance that I that I pull myself back put my big girl pants on and and feel into my shit, you know. Yeah. Um, so, what's your biggest obstacle, Megs? Um, you know, I think I think I I can definitely relate to the disassociation mm-hmm. part of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, being a Virgo, it's I do have that tendency to just want to like go 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 go. So, be stopping it isn't always easy and then when I do it's that it's that crash and burn yeah you know it's that it's that okay and I'm so wiped out from being so mentally stimulated and you know I think I would like to see my practice of caring for myself be more steady (laughs) and and stable versus I'm to the point where I have to do it because I'm gonna lose my mind yes you know? Yes. And I, yeah, I'd say that was a bit, that's a big one. Well, so, and where it becomes more an act of like, <laughs> discipline creates freedom. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Boom. It becomes more of that where like, you're, you're actually coming for a, from a place of like a little bit more equilibrium. Yeah. You know, that's what we were, that's what we were taught. We did, we're talking about this earlier today too, about we come up a lot with words that we're like, I don't like this word. I know. <laughs> we're like, Bailey, blah, blah. Um, and discipline is, can be one of those words where it's like, Psh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah, it sounds so rigid. Yeah. You know? And so when, but, but the, the reality is, is that if you can introduce within moderation, having a disciplined practice, like you were saying yoga, mm-hmm. That does, it does create freedom in a lot of different realms. Yeah. Because it gives you space and time on a regular basis to process. Yes. And then you come at everything, your relationships um, to self and to the world around you, like from a, from a place of like 
what's the word I'm looking for? Like I just I see I see honey. I see slow, yeah. sweet presence. Presence. I, mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Drop and that that sort of that is very Taurus energy, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, of like dropping into the body. Yeah. And, Big time. and getting out of the scattered mind. Yes. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. And there's a ton. There is so much. Um, rich self-knowledge available to you when you go into these practices without expectation yeah and setting that stuff down and like I think a lot of people have this image of like when I meditate or when I when I practice my self-care and sit in my bubble bath with all of these candles that all of a sudden I would be euphoric and I will be I will know nothing but bliss I will levitate (laughs) and I will be in a state of constant orgasm And it's like, nah, baby, no, 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 not every time. Sometimes you're just gonna be crying. And and that and that's the thing. That's that shadow aspect that we're constantly coming back to. Is sometimes taking self, taking care of yourself. Sometimes self care is fucking crying. Yes. It is allowing yourself to go to those spaces and bear witness. Right. To all the nooks and crannies that maybe we don't get to on an everyday basis. Amen. Amen. And that is such a beautiful, powerful way to honor the full fucking spectrum of what it means to be a human, right? Like it's, you know, we always talk about this, but it ain't all sunshine and daisies, you know, you know, and like, if it were, what would we appreciate? How would we know what was really good? You know? So, um, just take the bitter medicine with the sweet and it's always worthwhile. Um, so, You know, the other thing that I kind of want to pull out with this Taurus full moon, like Taurus sensuality, Mm. I think of sensuality, and it is a feminine, it is a feminine sign ruled by Venus, Um, and I'm currently, you know, I'm always chatting at y'all about the books that I'm reading, Um, and I just picked up this book, and I, (laughs) again, like, I'm fucking worse. I don't remember the author's name. <laughs> it's called Three Women, and it's like, it's hot, hot, hot. It's everywhere. It's on all these bestseller lists. Um, but it really, it's a sociological dive into female desire. So these like sociological case studies of female desire. And like, I want to talk about the self care aspect of connecting to your desires as like and connecting not into your desire for um ambition or some of those more traditionally uh masculine or action oriented vibes i want to talk about the beauty of receptivity in your self-care practice i'm having a panic attack (laughs) are you a little uncomfortable i'm a little uncomfortable right well you nixed ambition and I was like well sorry baby it's not about the go 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 it's about the resting back into Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to receive yeah Yeah. like it's a it's a thing that um you know we we have a lot of these like parables in our culture about about the the dangers of feminine desire Right? Like, that is essentially what a witch is. 1,000%. You nailed that. Yes. So, like, we are all... We have all these stories about the warnings of, like, women who live alone and know how to, (laughs) like, take care of themselves. And, like, heaven fucking forbid you be an autonomous, Mm -hmm. um, sovereign woman. Right? But really, 
oh my God, it's like where we sit in our power. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean that it denies relation to other people. That's no. not, that's not the way we work. We are social creatures. We need relations. Um, but what I'm, what I really kind of want to remind all of us in this Taurus full moon is to receive. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What do you most want to receive right now in, at this point, this chapter? One million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Somebody pay off my student loans, please, please. Um, no, uh, what do I want? Let's see. That's so me. I'm going to make a joke about it. So I don't have to be vulnerable. Um, fuck me running, man. I don't know. I don't know what I want to receive. I think, um, I think some clarity uncertain elements that I'm working through right now would be really helpful. Um, and also just like, uh, a break from some of the anxiety around like taking time for myself. Yeah. You know, because that, that, um, that perspective of go, 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 go is that, um, conditioning of that social conditioning of like, you gotta be a hustling girl. You better lean in, you know, like all of that bullshit. And like, I'm on my grind, slay, 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 like boss bitch. Like, yes, there are boss bitches. And yes, I will, you know, like always applaud a woman, a woman taking names and fucking breaking down barriers. But like, um, like when does it, you know, when does it stop? And when do you give yourself that really like quiet space? When to do really... you write yourself the permission slip? Amen, girl. <laughs> yeah. To, to rest, to yeah. stop, to yeah. not provide every single aspect of what you need. Need. Yeah, I would like to receive a break. Like a paid, yeah. a paid vacation. I think that's what they're called. And I think they have them. I think, <laughs> I think they have them in other countries. <laughs> I think that that's like, you know, paid, paid time off. Um, what is be real neat. Um, but also, uh, a little bit of softness. I'd love to like, you know, yeah. get some sweetness in this world from this world. What about you? What do you most want to receive? It is a hard question, right? I mean, I want to, I'm, I think I'm ready to feel safe Mm. within the container of a romantic relationship. Oh, damn, girl. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) I don't know either. I'm not quite sure, but I think I might be moving into, to a place where I actually want to know what that feels like. Right. To be held emotionally. To write a new story. To write a new story. I feel you on that, man. Yeah. I totally feel you on that. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. So, yeah, just, you know, darlings, don't uh, be afraid to receive, to slow, to, slow down, um, and to give yourself a little bit of love, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so this is uh, wrapping up our episode on Taurus Full Moon. And, of course, we'll be back with y'all in, uh, on the 26th of the month for the Sagittarius New Moon. Um, but we just wanted to close out by reminding you that um, if you are in the Marquette area on the 17th of November, 
um, we are having a Sunday revival and this is our only ticketed Sunday revival because it's our one year anniversary Yes. and we have a super rad ritual um, gathering planned for everybody which is why we are in the Kiwanon today <laughs> yeah. um, digging up dirt a little uh, bit of a funeral. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna say goodbye um, to and honor um, all of our old selves that just you know don't need to come with us on this leg. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put the old selves to rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'm really excited. And it's so like I don't know how we we didn't really manage this right like the perfect timing of all of this happening in Scorpio season and yeah I don't know we're just maybe it's magic maybe it's it's motherfucking magic (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all thank you so much for listening yes you're amazing we love you you're sparkly (laughs) bye bye Yes. Just going to a cemetery, cemetery, no bags.